podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. And with me to discuss the famous, the famous 2-1 win at Newcastle. I've got the whole team. Um, I, first of all, fresh from a juicy pressing collection. Um, I've got my namesake, Mr. Daniel Rhodes. Evening, Rhodesy. Yes, this this one wasn't as bad as the uh, as bad as the Chelsea one. I had to, I did have to sign up for a free pair of boxer shorts and fill in a five minute survey to download the first half. Though that's that's something I've never done before. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to need some kind of easy access to the full game replays to uh, so you can do your pressing from. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a it was a, a very very different in nature, and obviously, as you might expect, the impact of the red card was pretty clear, wasn't it, Rosie? In the, yes, in the press yeah, as well. We'll, as a, come on, we'll come on to the papa. Couldn't couldn't tell a better. Well, couldn't tell a more clearer story. Yeah, and I have the dynamic sports science duo. Um, first of all, it's our most practiced sports scientist. He's had he's had more clubs than Tiger Woods. It's Mister Simon Brundish. Good evening, Sai. Evening, boys. What a win! I know. I know. Um, I we all I think it was you a long time ago that coined um Eddie Howe as a Klopp's bunny. <laughs> and um maybe it wasn't as some convincing as some of the wins we've had against him in the past with Bournemouth, but um eleven consecutive wins by Klopp over Eddie Howe now. It's the longest managerial win streak in the Premier League history. Of any it's manager over any other manager. Yeah, of over any manager over any other manager. <laughs> we always beat Newcastle. I, I, I was, I was very confident before the game. Are uh, grossly overrated, and uh, and it turned out. Ha! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and have got our broadcasting live from his ivory tower. I've got our most qualified sports scientist. It's Doctor Phil Barter. Evening, Phil. How are we doing, mate? You're right. What a win! Eh? What a great win! Great win. What a what a win! What, what a, win. a win! What a win! Right, and hopefully we're going to give you um, the lowdown on our insight into how we started the game, how we lost the game, uh, how we stayed in the game, and how we won the game. <laughs> and but we're going to try and do this in our normal ways. Um, but we're going to start with those lineups. Say, oops, wrong button. Uh, it's nice to be back live on Discord, eh? Uh, so it's, it's going to fall straight back into all habits. The uh, it was a bit surprising. <laughs> I, from my perspective, I was uh, I was I was away at a game, so um, I was pitch side when the um, the lineups flashed up, and uh, to see uh, Diogo dropped basically for Endo, wasn't it? Um, and how I 
yeah. it was that we would drop into a 4-3-3, the old system. And it kind of worked out that way through one, one um, I don't know, twist and turn or another. Um, uh, on paper, this looks like a really good, a really good uh, collection of, of units. So I, I, I was very excited to see. Though I thought Jota was a bit nice. unfortunate. Mm. Um, and Bots, um, that, that, that Newcastle lineup, it's um, it's pretty much their go-to team now, right? Yeah, they, they were unchanged. Um, Rumours before the game that um, what's his face? Um, uh, Ron, is it? Uh, is a bit of Jonington uh, was going to be um, unfit to play, but he surprisingly, as they normally do against Liverpool, turn up and uh, and play. But yeah, that that is their seems to be his first choice, um, which which is interesting. You know, he seems to have got a set of eleven. He's got some players on the bench that he's got his club captain on the bench, um, and he's got uh, Cannon mm-hmm. Wilson, who some would say was a more potent front man. Than um the man he's got there at the moment. So yeah, but that that is his starting eleven. Isaac. Yeah. Yeah, Isaac, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um but pretty much for them in the four three three. Four three three, that's how he plays. Um build up, build they, up through Bruno pretty much. yeah, Bruno, if you see if you've seen some of the maps on I'm not gonna uh, copy them, but like, you know, they, he's he's got the progressive pass, he's got his his pass map is pretty dominant all over both stretching between both wings. Trippy gets high and wide right when he can. Um, and Joe Linton, as he did in the reverse fixture, as the, the game last season at, um, St. James's tries to win the knock-ons and they, you know, Sam can play from there as, a, as an outboy if they need to. But, um, Tonaloni, is it Tonaloni? Is the Italian, um, Tonali. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a new addition and, uh, adds a little bit more, uh, quality in the, in the middle as, as opposed to having, uh, long stuff. I think was starting with them last time or, um, uh, the lad from Arsenal they had, so yeah, it was. But that's their eleven, um, their best eleven. Yeah, he's, the, best he's, he's the upgrade. Yeah, he's the upgrade, though. Yeah, yeah. You're very, you're very, yeah, you're very generous to Joe Linton there. I would say he's some kind of big, physical, dirty fouling machine. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, I could have gone and... with he's the worst player uh, on the team <laughs> if he wanted me to. But um, yeah, he's really physical. He's re- signed as a striker, Dan. Yeah, yeah, he's really fast. He's really physical. He's really he's really quick. He plays in intense bursts, and he's he's generally a pain in the ass, isn't he? Yeah, yes. I mean, um, yeah, I think he's he's one of the. They're, they're probably looking at upgrade. I'd imagine in the next round, a bit like uh, is it Dan Burn at left back as well? I can't imagine he's the long term. No, those I think finding characters for their for, for their club. I like. Eddie has gone away from being a nice guy, Eddie Howe, who plays pretty football and gets destroyed at the weekends. Into I, I, I spoke to somebody th- th- today that that called them Atletico Madrid. <laughs> wow! Um, and and they are they, he is he is trying really hard to be Simeone, and uh, it really I it 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 was insightful to me hearing that because I've been questioning why I. Some, uh, Newcastle have always been an inoffensive team who sometimes you really enjoy watching. Yeah. And they've come to, like, I hate them. I properly hate them. <laughs> this, this is right up mm. there with the United hate. Wow. And, and it jumped to that That's really, strong. really quickly. It is. And, yeah, and strong it's for you, just the Just the insane amount of foggery that they, that they do. And yeah. that, that, 
yeah. 39 minute ball in playtime last week uh, last year and and in the f- yeah. it took 48 seconds to take the first goal kick in this game and Trent gets a yellow card for throwing oh come on <laughs> filthy <laughs> dirty fouling there, there isn't a bigger contrast between hum- two human beings than Eddie Howe and Simeone yeah. Eddie Howe is absolutely yeah. he's Nothing like that kind of character. It was your nicest, nicest guy in the room at Bournemouth, and he's pretending and he's badly failing at that kind of role. Simeone just is that. Well, here's, here's the thing, though. Is... Simeone is a good dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like Eddie Howe, he's got top four in him. I mean, Eddie Howe was a long time in between. Jo- he was, yeah. He was a long time in between jobs, though. Yeah, he was, yeah. And he's probably so, one of them that has gone I mean, away. I think this time. Yes. He did the whole European tour thing, didn't he? Yeah, Where he had did. To other, other clubs and and see how they practised and see how they played mm. and how they prioritised, how they set up formation systems, patterns of play, yeah. all that stuff. And this is what he, he has come down to. This is how, what he believes works. And, um, and he's decided and he's on players to do that thing. He's decided on he's Brentford with slightly better players, just mm. a series of restarts and 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 sprinting. Yep, that's yeah. it. And sprinting's not actually that high from them because they can press no. play so much. Hmm. It's it interesting. It's an interesting. Um, yeah, it's an interesting project he's he's got going on. You could say it's another pro license, but um, you know it's. Um, it's interesting. Ultimately, he's got top four. That's what his target was, wasn't it? So, it was effective you know. last season, Phil, but I thought that was more to do with the failures of other teams rather than his success. Yeah, that's that's very fair. That's very fair. Uh, let's see. I mean, they, we all said pre-pod that them playing twice a week would be a real test for them, wouldn't it? So, and I still, we all still probably stand by that. So let's see how it, how it pans out when the Champions League gets which gets big for them. I, I would go as far as the whole physical thing with him. That I, I think that he has he has created a system um, that mirrors the prick that stands next to him. But um, that <laughs> is that Tyndall? <laughs> they've managed to do this weird branding exercise in the media that they're the second coming of Christ. That that these are the next big team, and it's the only thing they've got going that that would evidence that is that they they've got this unending amount of money. But they aren't doing anything that makes them look like uh, like a great team. The one thing they're doing on a pitch is controlling space bet way better than they did. Like they, they're this yeah. physical team, yeah. but they're actually a bunch of pussies flying over the the, the dirtiest, like uh, merest contact anywhere near them. They're just flying over, and they're constantly. If you watch, for, they're two hands in the back of every player they ever get near when they're trying yeah. to make a challenge. If 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 Newcastle were playing Newcastle, there would be like 550 fouls a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's surreal that how systematic their diving and cheating is. It's just like that um the Eddie's gone through through an analytics team who's who's uh, doing their money ball and they're going, right, this is the gap in the rules here. These are the things that we can get away with to get an advantage. Let's keep nudging that that little angle. It's like from a baseball perspective, it is like you a pitcher sees a 
uh, an umpire who who uh, gives uh, balls, well, gives strikes if it's just off the edge. So they're constantly pitching further and further outside the edge of the zone, and the, uh, just to test how how far the umpire will give them a strike, even though it's out of the zone. And that they just they systematically do it all the it's time. Bit, sorry, it's a bit like Allardyce, isn't it? When he first came to Bolton, yeah. But way more sophisticated. Yeah, I know, I know, because Tex got on and the rest of it. But I'm just saying, when when he came in the Prem, he was trying all these little things. You remember he had two runners coming back from an offside position for free kicks yeah. and that kind of stuff. Innovative, it's that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, he's he's got a, he's gone. Do you know what? I wasn't winning with playing nice football. I've done my round trip. He must have watched Mourinho, Simeone, and some other guys around Europe that play dirty and, and has come in and, and that's what he set his stall up. So, you know, I don't like it. I wouldn't pay and go and watch it. And I certainly wouldn't go and sit in the gods as you do in Newcastle to watch that football, I'll tell you. But hey, they seem to like it. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Like, winning's fun. Yeah, winning is fun. And Bruno in midfield must be, must be good to watch every week. Right, there's your Newcastle segment. Newcastle Sorry, fans, yeah. uh, we have... <laughs> 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 the, the longest unbeaten... The longest unbeaten run in the Premier League goes on. Somehow. But it's 14 oh, games, yeah. Well, we'll come on to it, but I, when I was watching it, and funny, I was talking to Sai before the pod about he watched it without the emotion because he watched it afterwards, whereas when you were watching it during the game, you were just like, fucking hell. Anyway, the, the match summary is not very good, as you would expect, after a 28th minute sending off. But... um 0.88 non-penalty XG for us, 1.8 for Newcastle, um, 23 shots for them, nine shots for us. I think that's the biggest shot difference since, I think, the City 5-0 or something. Um, 14 shots in the box for them to our six, eight shots on target to four. But despite all that shot dominance, um, one big chance each, and their big chance came before the sending off which is pretty impressive on our part to restrict them to not even... I think they had, I think I count one, maybe two. Uh, and, and it came from a defensive error, Roti. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it did. So it wasn't a systemic thing. It was it was just to just miss the ball. Um, I think they had two shots, uh, 10% or more, and their big chance. I think we had three and our big chance at the end. Um, all the models were pretty similar. Um, so, yeah, the... Uh, it's tough on this because if you have a look at the what's it was point four two to to them and point two nine to us after twenty seven minutes, so it was pretty even with not much happened apart from their goal um, and their big chance, um, and then we just restricted them to lots of six seven eight percent chances and one amazing save that we'll come on to, but yeah. Mm. Uh, 
No, Matt Summer is not the talking point in this game now. No, but let's let's. Have you got the have you got the uh, any of the any of the stuff for when it was eleven v eleven, Rosie? Before we before we go into the um, so it was match. three three shots all. Um, they had sixty percent. The, the possession was exactly the same before the sending off. Um, four dribbles each. Their pass success rate was eighty one. Ours was seventy three. Um, we'd had three corners to their zero. Um, but yeah, it was. Apart from that big chance, Dan, the, I thought the biggest factor in the first um, twenty eight minutes was was the Trent thing. Um, it, no, we didn't seem to want the ball again. Mm. I'd be interested to know what Phil and Si think about it because to go away to Newcastle, who don't usually, they're not really a big possession side. Well, that's exactly what's going to come unless I'm wrong, to. unless that's a perception yeah. thing. Um, no, you read my notes. You, are you reading my notes, Rosie? We had exactly the same possession split um, before. It, well, it was one percent different. Eleven v eleven and eleven v ten. It's just that's mad. It um, is. Yeah. So, so as Rosie was alluding to there, but um, Newcastle aren't a big possession team, um, and but when it was eleven v eleven, we only had forty-one percent of the ball. That's not very us. So. What was the game plan, and 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 did it work? I think I personally think we I think we chatted to it a little bit already. I, I do think we probably set up a bit four three three um, with traditional six two at two eights and Cody dropping in uh, as a as a false nine. Um, but Trent trying maybe trying to do things, but I don't think he had a chance because yet again um, Gordon was man marking him in his space so he couldn't do that which is why he got in that tangle but there was a few in the first five ten minutes we did have a couple of sequences through which we played two balls in behind so we had two passing chains over 10 in the first 15 minutes which is not too bad but um it weren't they weren't penetrative into running into the middle to just below the, the final third so it wasn't uh, massively penetrative but I think that trend thing it kind of uh, shouldn't have thrown us off. Definitely shouldn't, but it did affect. Seemed to affect Trent. But um, and then we tried, we tried our usual kind of pattern through. Um, I think Endo was not struggling because he just it wasn't in starting to not be in the right, maybe not right in the right space. Um, and then, as I said, that as Rosie said, that the Trent thing kicked off. Then you had the the error on the ball from Trent, um, and they scored. And then we went through like a, a five five ten minute period of, as we talk, I talk about quite a bit about systems changing, and we were badly affected by this happening. Then they had a, for me, Endo was caught too high, and the ball was through, and as we'll come on to VVD makes a mistake, and that's the first half an hour, and you're a player down and a goal down, um, of which we changed, but. But for 11 v 11, I, I do think we were trying to play 4 3 3. Um, there were instances where both four were high and wide, uh, trying to support that way. I, I didn't see a lot of Trent trying to invert in that in that first period. Uh, I might be mistaken. I mean, so I watched it in more detail after the, the, the incident. But I think for that first period, 11 v 11, I thought we were trying to play 
four three three with the fullbacks going high and wide. This is a, this is a, one of those fascinating games where um, emotion is the driver. And um, and my wife was messaging me as we were driving back, and uh, I was trying to listen. I, I had I was trying to um, watch it on the iPad, uh, but yeah. the signal on the M one's terrible. So I was listening to the radio, and it felt like an awful game that we were terrible. Um, that Trent should have been sent off, and then Virgil got sent off, and it was absolute catastrophe, and he should have been sent off, and blah 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 blah. This, the world was caving in. By the time I got home, I walked in. My wife and my and, and my son were upstairs, absolutely devastated. Um, her more than him. Um, and like the, the, this team is done. It was awful when nothing's ever going to, going to go well again. Blah, blah, blah. It just, it, it felt like a very dark place on the internet as well. It's just not what I saw. Like even no. my view compared to how you described it is very, very different. That I don't think this game was about before and after the sending off. The first, the first okay. 13 minutes, 13 minutes in, we had more possession. 13 minutes in, they had 87 touches. We had eight, we'd had 88. We had five touches in their box. They didn't have any in ours. We, that's we those had two chances. We, we created about, some really it? good chances or good opportunities. Those are the two chances I spoke about. We did have yeah. some good opportunities in the first period of time. That's we real did. threat. We called yeah. them threat. Yeah, we did. Then the then the Trent thing happened, and yeah. that's kind of it, it's kind of more about the Trent thing about how the crowd got up, and then the niggles between him and, um, and Gordon. Gordon and Gordon teasing him because he's a twat um, and getting away with it, and then and then there were two fouls by um, the Joelinton twat who um, gets away with it and. The, the, they started to be way more niggly after that because they were allowed to. And Trent almost got sent off because of the crowd. N- no other reason than because of the crowd, that that was never any of that. It just wasn't uh, a justifiable moment. And and that, I know we don't like to talk about momentum, that changed the feeling on the uh, in the crowd and on the pitch and maybe between the, the players and the ref. And I, I wonder how much... Um, we would have talked about this a thousand times had we been doing UP in 2012, where um, and we we have kind of mentioned it how how basically how Stevie's um, whatever Stevie's emotion was that day was how it would just translated to the whole pitch. So yeah. so he would come onto the pitch sometimes and it looked like he thought we were going to lose and he was sulking and then everyone yeah. would just behave that way and and it definitely the it, it just that feeling was just carried around the whole pitch. And there was a couple of players that were still chasing around their ass, but everyone else looked like they, 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 they were a little bit off or a little bit distracted for a few minutes. And it allowed Newcastle to kind of get a foothold into the game between the 14th and the 18th minute. They had a couple of corners that they didn't actually cause any threat, but they had a shot. And, and there were, there were a couple of moments inside the box where they were causing us uh, a little bit of a challenge and that that's where their ascendancy arose and then obviously the goal which is is really the thing that changed the whole game yeah no, I agree with you so I mean I think it, that Trent incident I think really did have an impact on us as a, as a team as a unit I also which think the ref been solved couldn't it Phil if I was just saying if, if the ref had stamped down on it correctly yeah. you know because Gordon's is a foul on Trent that's the yellow card 
You know, yes, Trent, you can... One of the most and you can see. Yeah, yeah. And I know that they're trying to get back on the ball, going back into play and wasting time. Fine. Book them both then. Do you know what I mean? Then it's done. It's moved on. Yeah. You're not, you've not got a kid on, the, on a on yellow card. Enough one thinks he's got away with murder. Would you have? Well, you can't waste course, time if you if it's your free kick. If so it blows it for the free kick, Trent's not throwing yeah. it away. Yeah, but it, I'm just saying to you, that was the point the referee, for me, let that instant blow up rather than deal with it. And then it was a foul on Trent. Done. Terrible so, new, terrible neophyte referee getting given a big game for the first yeah. time in his life. And then he's got to make a decision with the, I mean, I don't think it was a foul, but you know where the, the crowd got up because they thought that uh, Trent had elbowed Gordon in the face, right? Then the ref's got to make a decision there or because he didn't deal with the incident two instants ago. I, think, the I think that's a yellow. Pardon? I think, I think the second one is a yellow. So he could have gone, Trent. Yeah, I think the ref thought, shit, I got that first one wrong. I'm not going to send him off for that. Yeah, he hopes so, didn't you? He's, it, but yeah, no, I think I think that, I think Sai's so right. That's what I was trying to get. I was, that that instant, that is the climax in it. And I think that then leads, leads to him making a mistake on the ball for the goal. So, Rosie, um, Rosie um, as well as editing AnfieldIndex.com, you have another job editing the website for Tonkin's Times. Yeah. And your your boss over there, Paul, he's on a very uh, public crusade now about uh, PGMOL and decision-making, isn't he, and refereeing, uh, and particularly on, on Liverpool. And so what do you have any views on the refereeing or um, um, uh, with the prevailing of uh, Paul's views on, on that first 10, 15-minute period there in, um, in this game? And no, because I don't think it. I don't think this referee he has got a big sample. Uh, Paul's main one is with uh, is with Tierney and um, well, Tierney in particular. Tierney. Yeah, um, who, Anthony Taylor. What was he called? Yeah. What was the guy called? John Brooks. So yeah, I don't think there's much data on him. Yeah, he Brooks. Thinks we get like lots of, games. Yeah, we get lots of Greater Manchester referees. No, but. And yeah, but what do you th- what did you think about Brooks in this in this game, Rosie? Um, I thought he got the, just got just made a really bad decision. I don't know if he was unsighted for the Trent um, push. Gordon pushed him out. He slid about six meters. <laughs> the free kick wasn't given. Trent's fuming, throws the ball away. Back onto the field, by the way. All the crowd gets up. He's made a bad decision, and then he thinks, oh, shit. But he's got to book him, because that's the rules, because he's thrown the ball away. And then the next one comes pretty soon after, and he thinks to himself, I can't send him off for these two. I think I got that first decision wrong. And this is what referees shouldn't do. Shouldn't do that. But he did. And then you've got, like what Simon mentioned, Joel Linton could have been booked twice as well in the first half and he's, and I just think he was he was a bit rabbit in headlights I don't think we could talk about any bias with him yet because he's because he's so new um, no. can I, can I, did anybody notice the about 40 seconds before the push where Trent goes into the dugout that um, Gordon fouled Trent in the right back channel and then kicked yeah. the ball away yes <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. he didn't get anything yeah. No. So yeah, that's, anyway, that's the same. Anyway, it? it's it's not. Yeah. All we can ask for is consistency. But that's the frustration with these with all the new implement, implementation of the rules, Dan, isn't it? If if it's not consistent, it's yeah. pointless. Because yeah. over small samples, fans yeah. see that their team's being affected more than others, and it's and it's not being applied fairly yeah. across the board. And then you start getting on nonsense conspiracy yeah. theories and stuff. 
It's when it's not a rule, when when it's just an interpretation of a rule. So all yeah. PGMOL have just changed the emphasis of the rule. That that's purely subjective. Yeah. yeah. So this is all about in making the ball stay in play longer in Premier League games, right? It's all part of that. I saw the stats on match of the day at the weekend of three rounds. The ball is now in, in play longer four minutes per game than it is than it had what and it was last season. So that's something, Which right? Is good. So that they've been they've achieved cheap- They've achieved their they've achieved their goal, but I'm not Dan, sure by the Dan, of which that's bad about achieving that goal. Yeah. Dan, that's bad maths. Why? Because Why? four minutes a game increase of play of, of ball in play time is a lower percentage of the of the actual game because game time has gone up twelve minutes. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying is that they've got the ball in play time up to by four minutes. Than it has than it was last yes. season. That's what so that's because it is an absolute fact, isn't it? Yeah. It was something like, I can't remember the exact number of maps today. There was a caption. I think it was about 57 minutes and something this season compared to 53 minutes and something. Anyway, but there you go. And Marcotti, Dan, Marcotti says the target should be, the ball should be in play for an hour and that's why he wants stop clock, doesn't he? Cause yeah. You want- but he, to be fair to Marcotti, he's been saying that for 20 years. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. saying the same thing. Like Times podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Anyway, and the other thing with it, the, the consequence of this is there's too many red cards in in you know the, in 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 the leagues. There's, there's there's been a shocking number of red cards in the Premier League already this season. Uh, speaking of which, we have managed our last seven games when we've received a red card and we've gone unbeaten. Um, so there is something in that. The last time we had a red card and lost was Sadio Mane at Manchester City in t- 2017, I think 2016. Um, so let's come on to that red card decision. Um, but, um, this way, it, yeah, how did you see it? it I, I, I just, I, I, I just thought this is symptomatic of VVD's relative to decline from his once demigod status. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, um we chatted in the, ch- the group, didn't we, about how, how it came about. I mean, for me, I think, I think it's our new six not being quite with the system and he's too high. Um, if he'd been in the right position for me, he would, have brought, he would have been there to apply pressure to Gordon. The ball might never have happened into Isaac or Isaac, whatever his name is. Um, and his, his instant wouldn't have occurred, right? But having the instant has occurred, I think it's similar. If you look back at past when that's happened with VVD, I just don't think he engages with the tackle. I think he almost jockeys him, makes shuts off half the goal yeah. and says, Gordon, they name it the part with, with Alisson and all the best here, which is, we've seen him do that time and time again, most famously at, Home to Tottenham, was it 1 0 when we were going for the title? Yes. And it was yeah. Mora and Song, maybe I can't remember. But he, he basically jockeyed him all the way and the guy missed, he couldn't make the pass. And, and Addy, I think the guy missed a shot in the end. But that was, I think, prime BVD would have done that with him. He would have just gone, do you know what? You're not shooting the whole goal. I'll block off this bit and my mate there's going to save it. Um, I wouldn't have engaged him. But for some reason, he did engage him. And it's a foul for me. It's, it's a record. It's unfortunate, it really yeah. is, because he si- does get the ball, but he clips his heel as well. So it's very common. Yeah. So, Sai, you first started um, making observations about BVT and potential declines in the start of last season and the decision-making and some of the stuff he was doing. Um, how did you see it? I, I... I found it really hard to be definitive about it today. But... I must have watched it 40 times from different angles. 
it re- I don't yeah. think anybody made any mistakes. It it feels like he just he was watching the ball the whole way and he was making an interception. He was there on time. Isaac decided to not touch the ball and go and and get into Virgil's plane of movement and Virgil kicked him and, and Virgil wasn't even trying to make a challenge. He was just intercepting the ball. Um, he definitely made contact with him, but I want to, I don't know. I, I would quite like some professionals to discuss the fact that, um, that Isaac had got his feet ahead of the ball. So he wasn't going to control it. He was choosing to not control the ball, irrelevant of Virgil's tackle. Which is a really weird thing. I, I was because I, I was seeing it after hearing all of the vitriol from one side or another, and I was like, "This is the weirdest thing." Um, I'm not sure it was a foul. I'm not sure it was a. I suppose if it was a foul, it was a red card. But I'm not sure it was a foul in the first place, and uh, I can't put it into this. But uh, I'll show you later. I'll, I'll put it into the other group. Um, that there was a foul by um, Jolinton, obviously, um, like <laughs> sixty-five into the game, right by the touch touch line by their left back position, and he did exactly this thing. It wasn't obviously in front of goal, but he did. It wasn't really a foul. It wasn't really a tackle. He just played the ball, but to get to the ball, he had to go through Trent, and that's yeah. what happened. And and there was no foul on on jo- on Jolinton. It was just a throw-in. Um, it was actually on Jota. Um, so I'm really not sure if it was. I don't. I I don't think we have foundation to argue, but I don't believe it was a red card either because I don't think it was a foul. And and like nobody, not one single person has highlighted the um, Jolinton thing. If had. Virgil just wheeled away with the ball, it would not have been talked about again other than by six whiny Newcastle players, uh, Newcastle fans. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. I've I've been flip-flopping on this. I've just posted the actual rule because I thought it changed. I thought if it was just a foul and you were trying to play the ball outside the area, even if you deny a goal-scoring opportunity... It's just a yellow because 
I thought it had to be a pull or violent conduct or um, professional foul just when he, when he clicked the heels from behind. But apparently not. Um, it depends that. Got to be in a box for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the following's got to be considered. Distance between the offence and the goal is on the edge of the box. General direction of play is heading towards goal. Likelihood of keeping or gaining control of the ball. He hadn't touched it, but if he gets past Virgil, you'd, you'd, you'd expect him to gain control of the ball. There's no defenders covering. It, it, to me, the slow-mos I've seen, it looks like Virgil just clips his heel and then goes through him and wins the ball. I, I, on Sunday, I could see Sai's point of view. Yesterday, I was absolutely certain it was a sending off. The issue now is for us, Van Dyke's uh, reaction afterwards. And it was all within that huge amount of emotion at that time, just after the Trent um, possible sending off and then the mistake and their goal. He apparently tells him to fuck off. Oh, it's a fucking joke or something. And now he could get four games because the FA have charged him. So it goes from bad to worse. To be honest, I... He definitely tells him that that you're a joke and to F off. Yeah. He's right to. I'd have said worse. I'd have said worse. I'd have caught that, yeah. There'd have been C words flying. Yeah. Well, as as somebody who's been accused of uh, being a Virgil fanboy and biased against Virgil, I, I thought it was. I thought he was disgraceful, to be honest. I, I know this is a complete intangible, but I, I, I thought it was pretty shameful the way he behaved. He's the captain of the club. Oh, God, you know, when... was definitely uh... yeah. his reaction. Yeah. You're right, man. Hundred percent. I think knowing that the yeah. consequences oh, of that could be, it's, 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 you know, he's supposed to be captain. He's captain. You know, yeah. if you if you tell a referee effectively you're saying you're a cheat. Um, you're going to get more of a ban. Shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I, and I think it was. I thought it was denial of a goal scoring opportunity. You know, he, you know, he did. He didn't get the ball cleanly. He went through the man, and that's why it was. A, that was why it was a red card. It was the denial of a goal scoring opportunity. But um, live, I thought he'd won the ball. I thought he'd won the ball. Yeah, yes, same here, right? Yeah, yeah. I had to say live. I was like, oh, he's won the ball there. What are you on about? But then. This slow mo thing, he clips the hill, doesn't he? And you think, ah. Oh. But then I flip thought yeah. I was, I, I still, I think if that had been on the other foot, I, I still think it's, I think, I think it's a red card. By the way you look at it, that's me personally. So you wanted to talk about the goal. We went straight to the reds. How did you see it? It was a huge mistake from Trent when it, it. He was already thinking about what he was going to do with the ball next. Uh, we'd been retaining possession really well up to that point. Um, uh, Mo just played a really simple pass to his left, to his space away from Gordon. He could, Trent could have just controlled it easily, made one of three different passes. Or if he wanted to, he could have controlled it and just got his body in the way between him and Gordon. But he didn't. He he. Ju- it was just a mistake on his part. He he just his foot went over the top of the ball because he just, he took his eye off it because he was busy thinking about where he was going to make the pass. It was nothing to do with with uh, Anthony the twat Gordon's pressure. Um, and then he ran through totally unpressured and slotted the ball through Ali's legs. Bad luck. Yeah. Beating Ali one on one. That's just a lucky lucky move for for a player of his quality. And um, yeah. A bad day. So, um, a nice statistical quirk is that was the only pass in the Opta, measure, Opta events that uh, was an incomplete pass in this game for Mo Salah. Otherwise, he was perfect. Can you believe that, Sai? 
for a player who plays in this position. Mo was unbelievable in this game. There's lots of credit being, was. being thrown around. Was Mo was yeah. absolutely unbelievable in this game. Mo, Mo Salah and yeah. and um, and Dom's uh, Don. Zobosley, yeah, Zobo um, is the I always call him. So, um, and Zobo, uh, the 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 graph that those put in, we had a twelve four and eleven five from the forward. It's unbelievable efforts from those. Who two. was the twelve? Who was the twelve point four? Guess which one? Who was twelve point four? K? Oh, Dom. Sprinting everywhere, I couldn't believe the effort. Twelve point four kilometers. Fucking, that's more than peak Lalana. Yeah, and do you know that Mo? I, I just looked up the the numbers, and uh, I, I, I do you know who covered the most distance for Liverpool last season? No, you can take Salah, are you? Mo Salah. What's it? Most distance, Ow. most high speed distance, most I don't know, most sprints, all of yeah. that. So most passes into the box, most most all of the stuff, which never gets talked Christian. about, which is absurd. But in this game, he was. Not he was a different Mo Salah, retaining yeah. possession at the uh, the level he did. He had a possession control of minus two from a forward. That's that's like that's like a fifteen possession control for a six. It's unbelievable, and he was playing up front on his own from for for basically fifty five minutes. Okay, question on Trent for you, Sai. Right? Um, you mentioned the actual goal had nothing to do with Anthony Gordon, but I'm going to put it to you that. And what Anthony Gordon in the in the first twenty four minutes of literally following him everywhere and being a complete pain in the ass had something to do with it, um, because he's an extreme. Whether we like him or not, he's an extremely fast player. And when Trent was trying to invert, he thought, yeah, he followed him in field. When he went wide, he he followed him wide, and he was basically all over him. And a man. So my question is: should should if players? This is the second time in three games where somebody's man marked Trent. Um, are we going to have to look for alternatives to our game? We've plan? got alternatives all over the bloody pitch. Yeah, like yeah. stop, stop with this weird, persistent. I have to pass to Trent with my first touch nonsense. Just <clears throat> pick the best option. Yeah. He is there to be an extra option in centre midfield, which he didn't even do in this game. He, we weren't playing with an inverted midfielder, uh, fullback. The, the, it, we picked up early on the fact. That that's what was going to happen, and he just wide um, because it's a better, much better structurally defensive position to to have Anthony Gordon being you know touch tight on him. And we've got phenomenal yeah. ball playing midfielders. Just allow them to do it. You're not yeah. playing to Henderson for God's sake, or to be fair, you're not playing to Fab. You're playing to McAllister. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. a note, Dan, that uh, my brother knew someone at the Liverpool Academy when Trent was there. And when, I, th- I might have mentioned it before on here, but when he was like 11, 12, 13, 14, they said he was the most temperamental, emotional individual, sulking and all sorts that they'd ever seen in an academy, but obviously had their great talent. You'd never lose that kind of emotional... He was clearly so annoyed and that affected just him doing the most basic things. And it happened for the gold, didn't it? So, a little red mist. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly it, it, it didn't know that it was another scouser on him. Surely, who we released as well? Who we probably not? Yeah. To be honest, Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. he's got an Evertonian yeah. in his ear, and he's thinking, "Blimey, if I got rid of you, and here he is." You know, <laughs> and he's knocked him in the back in the first what ten minutes, and got nothing so, for it. So let's I talk about how I would say after the sending off, Trent was exceptional. Yeah, I thought he was good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. 
And we'll come both sides, that. both sides of the ball. So, um, how did we react tactically, Phil, to the red card? Um, after we made the sub, because there was a bit of a period in there we didn't. I think there was there was a weird period where the ref wouldn't allow us to to make a sub. Yeah, I know. I was going to say that yeah. that was a bit odd. It just, it, I think it was five minutes after the red card, wasn't it, before we actually yeah. got the sub on. Uh, yeah, which... Gomez was ready to come on before the free kick was taken from the stoppage side. There were two free kicks before that where we were trying to get him on. Unbelievable the... refereeing. And the ref was like, so, no. We went to so a flat, we bus. kept the flat four, we kept the flat four, right? Where Jamie's going in at left, left side, centre half. Um, and I, I had to, I, I did really watch this and I watched this again because on, on the first watch, I was like, oh, it's just 4 1, you know, 4 4 1. But actually, no, we didn't do that. Because um, on the board, if you look at the, the passbacks I've done, which is just open play passes, we had a four, a three, and a two. So yeah. Cody and, and Mo were the, the two, if you like, and we had a, a tight three in Endo, Mac, and Dom with Cody dropping into sometimes make a bit of a, a box, if you like. But we, and it, I, for once, I think it's tactically worked really well. We ended up, for me, had. We seem to want to control that centre part of the park, which is fine, which is what we should be doing. But we did it in such a way with 10 men. Did it, it allowed us to slowly just defend well, keep a foothold. It blocked off the passing lanes in between our centre halves and our full backs because we had more numbers in the middle. Um, yeah. And we worked really well as a unit. And as we said off air before we went live, we actually had some, some fairly long passing chains before half time. Do you know, we were keeping the ball. It was, and yeah. you've posted stuff as well about we, our, you know, you know, you know we actually had, we had the majority of possession in the it, before half time in that period yeah. before half time we had the majority we, we, like, of I think we had a, a, full t- a full team pass move before half time which is because yeah. we had 10 men it's crazy right but it, it seems to work we controlled that so, middle so, of the park basically we drew Salah into a 10 position almost yeah and you look at you look at his pass network for the rest of the game. He well, he was basically playing as a right hand sided ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He only slightly changes when uh, Darwin comes on. I mean, the only thing I think is worth discuss for me. I think this is. I personally think this is the only sub clock got wrong. I would have kept Diaz on personally. And just played Diaz and played Diaz with Diaz Salah centrally because yeah. I thought Diaz actually yeah. had started to really take on Trippier. And I thought by taking him off, for me, Trippier then went, do you know what? I don't have to worry about Cody going the other way. I'll go and attack. I, I just thought it might have been, yeah. it might have played into Trippier's mind more if he kept the player on that had literally just beaten him twice in the space of five minutes and got a shot off. Uh, but anyway, yeah. so Rudy's playing that, right? Just Rudy, on that one, you collected the press in this one, 11 v 11. Uh, Cody Gakpo did press a lot at eleven v eleven, right? Yeah, you've got you've got the figures. I think is um, we've got was it um, suppose like was the highest Gakpo was second, but he went off, and that's just pure volume. Um, but, he was no, Gakpo had twenty in, in the first twenty-seven minutes when it was eleven, yeah, yeah, 11 yeah. men. He had twenty presses. He, he didn't have. So he does that. He was doing that thing. It was that. that Defensive pressing in nature, cutting off, yeah, balls into midfield, right? Yeah, yeah. And targeting Gomez. Just a quick note, I don't know if we mentioned it before, but 
forget Casido, forget any other targets we could have had. Why didn't we sign that lad? What a player Gomez is. Um, he's at the wrong team as well because he's unbelievable. Mm. Um, but yeah, Gakpo was just doing his tactical yeah. instructions. Yeah. Um, we talked about it before. Um, it's interesting because didn't he have something like eight passes or something? It was. <laughs> His, his contribution on the ball was horrendous. Off the ball, I thought he was really you, good. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know? Had, he only had two more passes than Diaz. He went off. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Two less. Do you know how many passes? He, do you know how many passes he completed when it was ten v eleven? Three, two, one, oh. one. He attempted two, completed one. Yeah. No, I. I, I, I like, he was literally that. occupying space. That that was his. Yeah. Yeah. I am with Phil. I think Klopp got yeah. this one wrong because obviously if you've got 10 men, you're going to be hitting, hitting on the brakes, sitting deep in two banks of four. You don't need Gakpo to be doing any kind of pressing. We didn't do much pressing. Look at the Papa chart. We'll post it. It's it's all in the blue um, for 60 minutes after the sending off, which is what you'd expect. We weren't engaging. It was all individual. Mm. Just, just running to a player, getting him to pass the next man, not putting much effort in. We didn't need Gakpo for that. Diaz has got the pace to beat a man. Um, and, yeah, I just thought that sub was wrong. Diaz didn't look pleased either. And then had to walk around with a load of Bay and Newcastle fans screaming at him. No. But if you look at the the, the pass network, Trippier, he start before red card, I know it's a small sample size, he's in his own half, right, on average. Post the red card, he's pretty much in the final third. Like, because he's he's not... He's looking, you would. You look at Cody and go, you're not going to do me. And I'm not going to have any worries with him. I'm going to go back a bit. So I think, yeah. But I thought we let them have the ball. We let Trippier have time on the ball. True. We were letting, so we didn't want Guimaraes. We were still pressing him. Um, we'd let this, we'd let their centre-backs burn. Um, Tonali for a bit but we were pressing him as well. Yeah, I think we once he came into midfield, we'd go for the press, but we'd leave Trippier because obviously we'd taken Diaz off. Yeah. Let them cross yeah. it because we think we're going to... Good deal with it. Yeah, yeah. The air, yeah. What do you reckon, Sai? Sai? I think it was... Uh, I disagree with you both. I, I agree with the last bit. I, I don't think it was the wrong sub. I think it was the absolute right sub. We're going to 10 men. The world was on fire right then. What he what he chose was solidity rather than a lad who plays with his hair on fire. Um, <laughs> that's the, so he, what we did was we went to a box midfield. Yeah, and it worked. We it worked. worked yeah. Midfield, they created nothing. It was it was the Rafa uh, duvet thing. You can only you can only cover up so much. His choice was to allow the the wide players let them have the ball wide because our wide players are better than your wide players primarily. So if you lose the ball, we can break in you really quickly from there. And if you look at the expected threat across uh, across the whole game, the um, the top four players for expected threat were um, Trippier, Gordon, uh, Robbo and Trent. Um, yeah. It, it was wide. It was deliberate. They're shit. They're not very good at heading the ball. Um, and Trippier... Yeah, great. He had the biggest expected threat. Apart from nearly all of it was from set pieces, uh, and he managed he managed to he managed to turn point five expected threat into point two three expected assists, <laughs> and and all of um, that. Sorry, got. 
And given letting Dan Byrne have the ball is not a revolutionary tactic, though, because a lot of teams did that in the Premier League last year, They're, especially around the you know January, February, March time when Newcastle were really struggling. Though it was a pretty common tactic for pretty much any opponent just to let him have the ball and they would struggle. You know, he's got other qualities on the defensive side, but, but he didn't. You know, he had, he had, he had really half sensible the ball distributed. Decision. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that that's quite a common t- just to leave him sure. unpressed and leave uh, and to, to for Salah to drop into that ten position and, and form the box I mean, seemed a very sensible decision. Yeah, you, the, he just played. He just played as a forward, a loose forward. And uh, when we had any kind of safe possession, Cody went ahead of him, and when he didn't, he stayed behind him. That's basically how it went. Uh, so, so let's talk about how we stayed in the match side. Um, I think the first thing to notice about staying in the match is a fucking unbelievable save from Alison Becker from Almiron on about 39 minutes. Yeah, unbelievable. And that was a big moment in the match. Being in numbers, Pod, I have some numbers about this save. So that shot, which was an unbelievable shot, and it it, it came... Almiron is one of those players, he's got some kind of skill, he plays a lot, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes he does he does a dribble. And he, didn't he go through like two years without a, a goal or assist or something when he first joined? 18 yeah. months. Yeah. yeah, and then he exploded. And, then fire. and he exploded yeah. last season. But even then, exploded is still relative. Um, anyway, okay, yeah. he's all right. He's a nice player. He, he could have scored a Thunder Bastard. Um, apart from his thunder bastard was matched by Thor's hammering goal. Um, his thunder bastard, which was from <laughs> 16 yards, it travelled 17 79 miles per hour. So, so Ali had 0.41 seconds to make the save from the ball leaving his foot to the ball touching his hand. That a player needs, and he was four- and he was at full stretch. Well, yeah, a human has, has, uh, see, it's called perception, action, coupling. It's when you perceive, perceive something, have to go through the whole process in your brain to get your neuromuscular system to move, uh, having made a choice of where and what direction and what, what, what kind of, uh, velo- uh velocity to, to create with that, um, to make Don't that. Don't get that same. on football weekly. Yeah, so he got 0.1 second to actually leave his feet and get in the right at the right time and add 87 newtons of pressure to get the ball from his hand up to the bar. There are some numbers. Have you got a new toy? Have you got a new toy, side <laughs> that we don't know about? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> But I, I you got I access got, to a new I, dashboard or data source, I, haven't you? I I got I well I know what I knew what speed it was and then uh, looked at the uh, at the plots of the shot so uh, you could you could f- pretty quickly work out the other stuff from that. Very nice, very nice, very nice. Um, it was just an so, unbelievable save, Dan. That's what I'm going with. Oh, it was, it was, it was. amazing. So, Rosie. Um, you, you mentioned to it on the match summary, another reason how we stayed in this game is we suppressed um, Newcastle shot quality yes. quite drastically. Huge. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm going to put... Go on. I'm going to put it to you, Rosie, that it's it's a choice by us, an, a, cogn- a cognizant choice of our tactics, which is leading to our long-held defensive issues and big chances conceded. Because we've seen in in 109 minutes in the last two games of 10 v 11, 
we've now got the opposition down to 8.4% average shot quality. Absolutely. We've never, we've never had that and since, since 1819, have we? That level of shot quality again. No. If we, as a system, when it's 11 v 11, we take more risk. When it was down to, when we've been down to 10, we drop into two banks of four and look really organized. I touched on it, keeping gap on. We organize, we let them shoot from outside the box. We encourage it. Um, we know we've got Allison. They had so many pot shots. They couldn't break us down. Give it to Trippier. He can cross it. We'll deal with that as well. It was, it was just perfectly executed. Two banks of four. Um, and as Trent said after the game, and sounded really mature while he was saying it, by the way, um, you can't, you don't want to score in 55 minutes when you're down to 10 men. You, you, you wait and wait and wait. You take, you make sure they don't score again. Um, and then you go for it in the last 15. Um, and as I said before the game, he thought this was Klopp's best uh, tactical performance for four years, which is quite the statement. And we executed everything that was asked of us. You did say that, um, Si. I did. 23 shots for 1.3 XG on goal. Yeah. No big chance. We did. We did uh, bear in mind, we average 1.4 XG, post-shot XG, uh, since the WM. We, we, are at, we concede 1.4. And so hmm. having having conceded 1.3 in this game with 10 men for 60 minutes, come on. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want whenever I want and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Yeah. Um... And it's not just uh, it's not just defensively where we improved our shot quality, um, Rhodesy. We did it in the attack as well because ten to eleven in two matches, hundred and nine minutes, we're averaging thirteen point one percent shot quality in attack. But that is that's that's the age old um, thing that they found yeah. out when they analysed shot quality, wasn't it? If you if you sit deep and attack a, t- a side who's coming onto you, then they've got less players. So it's easier to get a higher shot quality because there's, there's no one stopping you. Whereas we've got eight, nine, ten in, uh, behind the ball, they can't they can't get decent shots away because there's no space. It's it's yeah. absolutely pre- predictable. The issue is executing it, and because we very rarely sit in two banks of four, 
I'm not saying that we should ever change and then you know, make tactics and play. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing that we should go and sit in two banks of four and play counter attack, right? But yeah. what I'm going to ask though is, have our tactics gone a little bit too galaxy brain? Too high risk. Do you think too high, high risk? If you want, yeah. Because that because for for I think I think we could eat, we can say the same about the end of the possible quadruple season, the last three three months there, and then on mm. last season where we're conceding like over two cha- two two big chances a game. If if that's such a consistent pattern, then this if only if only it was yeah. two. Well, last season it was nearly three, yeah. um, but it was two, yeah, so two and a half yeah. across the whole sample. But it, it, yeah. that's a systemic defensive issue. Um, yes, and yeah. in the title winning season, when everyone was saying, oh, there's, there's shit on the offsides, um, you can just get in behind them. We were saying, no, our, our defence is working perfectly because we keep catching teams offside. That's what we try to do. That's why we're taking those yeah. risks. Because we're put, we're pushing up to the halfway line, whereas in the last eighteen months, we've been trying to do that, but doing it really badly because of per- well, I think yes. it's because yes. of personnel. I want to see now a five game sequence where we get to see these midfielders, um, McAllister and Subasly, to be able to show how amazing they're going to be. Because I think they yeah. can. I think they can thrive in that system, but when we when we're losing Van Dyke, when we haven't got a six, you know, all all these things are compounding. So we just need a couple of players down before the deadline, please. Hmm. Um. Sai, Bart, any thoughts to between you guys to come onto that about whether we're too high risk, whether we're too galaxy brain, whether we need to simplify it a bit? There's a lot of chat on Liverpool fandom about these things. What? Where do you stand? I think it's it clearly is a, a strategy of some sort to take down our yeah, to decrease the shot quality of the opposition. I mean, this is understanding at points, you know, seven percent or something like that, um, which is remarkably low. The only thing that I would like to see us do more, which is what we were successful at, is controlling a bit more where they take shots from. There's still yeah. too much variance for me. In where they're taking shot, although this is another game where we've lo- we've not allowed them to have a very few no shots in that in our actual box. If that makes sense, like there's none. It, that that's a, 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 a positive for me, but it's still a bit. Before we'd say right, we're gonna let you have a shot here. We're not gonna let you have a shot anywhere else. Uh, I just like to see a bit, a bit more of that from us. But yeah, for sure, decreasing the shot uh, shot quality of opposition is always the way forward. Um, Maybe it's the way we we can do it now with with this defence in the state, of, you know, not the status in, but the the age of it, rather than playing the the high risk highlight. Like, like. but um, yeah, decreasing it's good, but I just would like to see it's a bit more control about where the opposition takes a shot from. Dan, with eleven men against Chelsea, we conceded five big chances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, say, so, you're you're too penneth on this, say. Uh, I don't think we've seen enough this season to say that we're better better at anything that we. In the right. in the ten game in the the uh, ten men performance, we've blocked up and dropped in a little bit more. So we've played like a different team than the team we set out to play like. Yeah, um, which has yes. resulted in slightly diminished chances for the opposition, which is smart. Um, so I think we, if I'm going to hang my hat on this season. 
the things we do in possession, the WM is going to be good enough and efficient enough and become second nature so that we control possession, which reduces the chances of the opposition threatening us in dangerous areas. So the XG2 goes down. And that's so the thing I care about most. So you think so you think you'll um we'll we'll keep on you'll keep on drilling it so it becomes we can become better at it and it will we will accept the high risk in this period while we're trying to transition to being really good at it, yeah? Well, I don't think we've got a high risk. I think we've played with high risk ever always. I think Klopp always plays with high risk. I don't think you can get you can't yeah, yeah, press, for sure. you can't gag and press without high without high risk. And he's not gonna change from gag and press. No, no. No, but we can't execute it as well as we used to because for multiple factors, yeah. Yeah, the only way we're, we're okay. out of this is is by is by replacing Virgil with a faster player. Hmm. And Joel. Sure, but he's not starting anyway. If he if uh, like Ibu starts anyway, if he's fit. That I'm just going on. Yeah, who, for forty percent for forty percent of the matches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. for less than forty percent um, of the matches. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sorry. Nice um, a campaign. We've just, just not, absolutely <laughs> not at all. I, I, <laughs> I, I am, I am, I think our control of possession is going to be in areas where it doesn't cause us threat anymore. And uh, but we've talked so much last season about what we did with the ball is the thing that cost us games. Yeah. It's yeah. It, where we gave the ball away and the timing of the moments we gave the ball away is the thing that caused us like catastrophic um, pressure and mistakes. It wasn't about how we align our defence. It's about when we choose to take risks. And I think we're going to be, we're practising so that we take much better care of the ball. And that's what having McAllister, that's what's having Zobo in the midfield. That's what's having... Tiago in midfield because we can pretend that Tiago's not going to be the six, but he bloody well is. Yeah. So my my two penalties is that I think the most important thing to cut out is the individual mistakes. Let's get rid of the let's concentrate and get rid of the individual mistakes first, and then let's see where the land lies and let's move on. But you've already mentioned it there, Sai. I think the other thing which helped us stay in the game was our ball retention. I thought we considering we had ten men, I thought we looked after the ball pretty damn well. Just as just a note on quick note down on your defensive errors thing, um, two of the three goals we've conceded this season have been from defensive errors. So, on the ball, by yeah. Trent, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this these aren't well, players being these aren't being played in behind him. This is just Trent making a mistake. Yeah, yeah. So so, so just just on the, on the ball retention side and looking after the ball. Yeah, I thought we did uh, quite well. Oh yeah, we were so much better at, at retaining possession. So Trent's possession control is usually minus sixteen ish, minus eighteen. It was minus twelve. Robbo only had the the typical possession control of of a typical uh, of any of our players. Everybody's went. Everybody's was better. Was safer. Um, Mo's Mo's was five times better than it usually is, um, and even. Darwin came on and hit and and Darwin, wonderful as uh, match winning is as his performance was, his ball retention kind of it wasn't as terrible as it usually is either. So all of those factors came down, 
Um, we were just better. And I, I think one of the things we haven't talked about in this is uh, the moment where our two subs get made in the second half and stuff changes because of that. I'm definitely going to come to that site. Um, I just wanted to just, yeah, I just wanted your thoughts about the um, overall keeping the ball because I was just looking at, I got the past completion rates. I got McAllister was 95%, 10 to 11. Endo, 94%. Joe Gomez, 90. Mo Salah, 100. Harvey Elliott, 94. Dominic Zabozla, 88. Those are really, really big numbers because when you, when you, the last thing you can do when you're down a man is give the ball away cheaply. Yeah? Yeah. We we took safe choices lots of times, but we also put lots of effort in. But one of the things I talk about with, with with my girls is the first the first three seconds where you lose the ball, you go win it back, which is a cloppism. But also the first three seconds you make a pass, you have to sprint to make an angle to get to 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 be an option. And it's the it's the first three seconds, and our boys were doing it incessantly, so they could make one or two touch passes. So there were always an option. So you're always causing a little bit of strain or struggle to the opposition, making them figure you out a little bit more to, to make it less less easy for them. And the intensity of our movement was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and so let's move on to how we went from staying in the game to how we started to try and win the game, Si. And I want to come to three sets of substitutions, two for us, one for Newcastle. So you, you've already mentioned it there. Let's talk about those first set of subs for us on 57 minutes. I... Uh, I think this was the key to the game. Um, the, they took off the, you took off basically two passengers or two lads that do kind of functional stuff without doing anything with the ball. Uh, and you brought on two killers. Uh, and you went, you went from functional first, which is how you get to 60 minutes without conceding another goal to two lads who want to kill you, kill the opposition with the idea in the mind that please try and be a bit safe. Um, and so they're, they're trying to do two, two things. Well, they're trying to be safe, but they're innately killers and mm. they're innately going to go for the throat. And they absolutely did. Um, a couple of big touches and instant sprints from, uh, from Jota to, to cause havoc. And as soon as there was a, a moment, the ball got switched to the left and he beat a man, went down the left hand side, a little, it just that moment caused instability for them and made Trippier drop, and then their threat completely disappeared. Yeah, I mean, Jota, uh, both of them were good. Uh, Jota and Lily were both good when they came on. I thought Jota was absolutely terrific. Um, um, Rosie, I think the next thing that really made was was a quite weird triple sub by Newcastle or seventy two minutes. Yeah. Yes. So well, off go Isaac Gordon. Um, off no, is it there? Yeah, off yeah, Anton Ali. Pretty much their three fastest players, and on come Longstaff, Harley Barnes, and Callum Wilson. Apart from Gomez, probably their three best players as well. Um, I thought Gordon looked absolutely, off, you know, knackered. Yeah, I thought he put in a right shift. Yeah. Um, Tonali, not so much because. He didn't have much distance to cover because he wasn't running anywhere because for about 40 minutes we had 10 men and weren't moving. It is a fairly um, standard sub for them, to be fair. Isaac off, Callum Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get the exact one for, for, for Wilson as well. 
uh, just a bit of physicality. And but it, a lot of Newcastle fans that I've seen were complaining about the Gordon one and says how's tactically inept, but he just looked knackered. Um, but it did free up yeah. Trent though. As soon as he went, uh, Trent came yeah, more into the bring, game. The, bring up Trent the game. and Avi Barnes yeah. never really performs against us, but he's a player that I quite like. But yeah, he he we were dealing with him. He wasn't putting pressure on Trent. Um, yeah, it was a strange sub, but like uh, Cyrus said before, they they seem to have a formula, and uh, mm. this is part of theirs. It's quite a safe sub, wasn't it? Quite a safety <laughs> first sub yeah, from them, trying to maybe oh, open us up. Yeah, every, Dan, I thought everything they did after Van Dyke got set off, sent off, was safe. Was safe. And they never yeah. they didn't go for the throat. They didn't commit even more men forward when you you know if if you were against those two banks for you have to try and get in between the lines with loads of players. They didn't want to. They didn't want us to hit Salah on the break. Um, ironically, once he brought those subs on, that's how we won. Um, but yeah, I thought anyhow just just went into his shell, and you could you could tell the ten, uh, the atmosphere in the stadium from that like crescendo of Van Dijk getting sent off mm. after the goal after the Trent thing it slowly 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 started to drop off and there was no atmosphere and then we took it to him in the last 15 and that's house fault that's Eddie house fault nobody else but 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 they did create a couple of opportunities they after did. that after that sub right they had nine touches in our box. The two on one. We had the, five in there. The Barnes two on one. Yeah. yeah. And they and there was a cut in from the right hand side as well. The Miggy. Terrible decision from Barnes. Yeah. So like they did have moments. There was a um the uh yeah, the Almiron shot that went off off uh Gomez's bottom post. the post or whatever it was, yeah. Um like they absolutely still caused us some threat, and as well, they had a man upside. Great, of course, they even have a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but my point is, as great as a victory as it was, I think if you go through in a granular way, like our greatest victories, Barcelona, whatever, there are always moments that were a mm. little bit of luck. The luck is maybe yeah. even a stretch. There yeah. were just sliding door moments. That, that we easily could have lost this during that time and we'd have had a very different conversation about those subs. Yeah. And we, we already mentioned one with the Ali one. The other one I, I was going to ask you about was the Harvey Barnes decision not to pass, not to square it. Yeah. So that was a big, that was a big moment for them. But, yeah. um, but the, the last thing that we, the, the, the last set of subs um, was, was the wild card. It was, um, it was Darwin, Darwin, uh, Darwin time. And, um, and Jarrell Kwanza as well. I presume that must have been injury for Matip, or was it precaution? I don't. Or? I don't know. I, I, maybe someone knows, but I, I can't think of a reason why you take Matip off with fifteen to go to bring a kid on. No offense to the kid, but I just couldn't think of a reason other than injury yeah. or a slight. He felt yeah. something, and they were like, "Hang on a minute, we need him for the next few games." Yeah. But I mean, the kid did all right. I'm just saying, I can't think of a reason why you'd consciously yeah. go. I'm going to chuck a twenty year old into this cauldron. Uh, for the last 15 minutes, yeah. but he did all right. But yeah, the, the new Nunez wildcard was, uh, well, played off, didn't it? I mean, basically, we I think we chatted pre-season about giving Nunez the right service and he he might score and he got, what, two <coughs> balls, direct passes we, and we, 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 
We, to be fair, we also rather unkindly basically said um, he would be used in the impact sub, the Divokarigi break glass impact sub role. And he did. And I think that's what this was. Yeah, we, we said before, didn't we? <laughs> he's I mean, he's never done that. <laughs> no, but, you know. <laughs> no, no. We said no. in the chat, like, he's coming up for his usual 15 minutes. That's literally what the time period he's been coming on for. Came off for 15 minutes, got two delightful <clears> balls from, yeah. um, Jota was, was from a press, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Preston yeah. and a pass in behind, slots that, and then the other one, he, he great ball from Mo, more than a great ball from Mo, but a fantastic ball from Mo. Yeah, but and what Sai said about Jota and um, Harvey being killers in the game rather than passengers or safety safety first. Our, the way our progressing passing got so progressive, um, even with ten v eleven, and the amount of dangerous situations we created. I, say, I, I counted five in that last 20 minutes, starting with a lovely through ball from Jota for Mo. Yeah, and I think even after we'd gone 2-1, there was another couple, wasn't there, where we, we've got we've got the opportunity yeah. through. Um, I think you actually said it in an earlier conversation. Um, Gorda going off released Trent a little bit, and yeah. he, he, he became part of as an option to pass. He made a great progressive pass for, was it the first one? The second one, the second one, but first goal, yeah. yeah, yeah, great progressive ball in. So I think, yeah, it, but those change. I think Eddie was trying to do. They are his standard changes. I think he was just trying to see the game out. It gone right. We've got through to here. Yeah. We're not going to get another one. We'll see the game out. But in doing that, it allowed our better players and we and that quality from the bench. I think we've said before is he's arguably he's arguably second to none in the league. So in terms of front line, yeah. come on. Um oh, the firepower. The firepower. The firepower, yeah. yeah. To bring Jota off and Nunes, which is what, £100 million worth of striker, whatever you think about them, on off the bench in the last sort of 20 or 30 minutes to 15 minutes, depending on when, which one came on first. And to go a little bit more progressive, you've still got, at that point, uh, Don playing. Um, Harvey was in playing next to him in the sixth row, which I thought was, was interesting. Um and going back to previous pods that size made a point about Harvey, he came on, game's open a bit more, and he just wants to play that kid a ball. And that oh, the one he played the one he played for um Nunes over the top for Nunes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That was a perfect opportunity for him to come on, play his game. And I think that added to us becoming more progressive because we were looking forward, right? Can we play that yeah. ball? Can we play that ball? Can we play a ball? And play a ball with quality as well. I think you noted that our passing completion was higher in the last period of time, period of the game. So that all adds up. Yeah. So we've got better ball it, players it was, on it, the that past complete, period. The pass completion was higher and it was more dangerous, which is like yeah. double <laughs> it's just like the perfect situation. So yeah. um yeah, absolutely. But in a good way. Say, so, um, you, 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 you talk to us about that closing period and, and, and the quality of our passing and our progression. I think we upped the tempo. I think they got tired. Um, uh, and uh, I think particularly Kieran Trippier got tired and we put on a fast player who chases his nuts off um, down his side who want, wants to rip his throat out. Uh, uh, and... The play you none of you have spoken about yet, which I I actually think was uh, the mistake from a substitute perspective from Eddie was Longstaff, who um, was constantly getting ahead of the ball. He actually, with his his running, got ahead of the ball twice um, and like caused real threat. We ne- they nearly scored, but the problem is that he was ahead of the ball, which made which disrupted their. Um, Formation. So um, it left Bruno 
uh, a little bit too isolated as the as their six. Um, and our midfield were, were really tight and compact. So they were around them really quickly to receive possession. So uh, he was too far away to receive possession through midfield. Uh, and Trippier had to drop deeper. And Almiron was coming coming inside because Longstaff was going uh, up and out. Um, and it just allowed the ball to bobble around. And we were picking up second balls in midfield. And we turned those into real big chances. Both our goals came from midfield turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. And that say that 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 Trent pass for that first in the build up to our first goal to Mo, well, that was a that was a beauty. Brilliant. Yeah. Two we had three really, really beautiful passes as a play. The one you said from Jota um that slipped in Mo, and it was just a phenomenal piece of defending to get the block in um uh, just as he was about to shoot. And um, the Trent, when Trent slipped into Mo, lovely little interchange there, and uh, through ball from Jota. It was from, it was the Jota one, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah, went off the back, it was it Jota and the back of the defender. He couldn't quite intercept it, and it it bounced perfectly. No. Um, yeah. And the mad bastard slotted it into into the corner like a just un- unbelievable finish from a point. Zero four chance. Um, oh, that first one. Oh. Yeah, point zero seven on football on FB ref to point in, six eight in off the post side. In yes, off the post, unbelievable. And it wasn't even a you know were those things you hear uh, with the old attackers. You know, just hit it across the goal and see what happens. Well, there was no one there to to make a tap in if the goalie saved it. He he properly just thunderbasted it into the bottom corner. <laughs> That's the stuff yeah. you want to see from this dude. <laughs> Yeah. Unbelievable, Rosie, and that's, that's the kind three. of that's the kind of quality he has, or that's 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 his ceiling. Let's say when, when you talk about somebody's quality, you're also looking at their floor, and we've seen his floor last season. Yeah, he, he drags it across that far post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would just drag uh, it wide. Rosie, he caught it so beautifully. Rosie, I've got four words for you, mate. Michael Owen Cup final. <laughs> yeah, that's what a shout. That's exactly what he was like. Without the because Owen, Owen, that Owen, the opposite side, wasn't it? It was yeah. left to right that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it went in off the post again, didn't it? Yeah. Going across the keeper in a game that we shouldn't have yeah. won. Yeah, yeah, after being battered. Yeah, after, yeah, just to say, it, so it, dominated. It, according to FB Ref, he turned point four five into one point six xg post shot xg, which is. For the two finishes. Which is the better one, though? Go on, then. What's the better finish? I mean, statistically... The, the first one, for me. It's like 7% to a 68%, and the second one's 36 to an 84. Uh, on the first viewing, I... How is that set? It goes in off the post. 60, sorry, the, the first one's 68%. First one. Yeah, I know, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a bit I, low, but I just thought the first one, for the context of the game, we all know how much of a confidence player he is. Um, if he drags that ride wide, the first yeah, one... Yeah, we lose. And yeah. He probably gets sent off. Yeah. Um, but the fact... On the second, <laughs> on the second one, I, I was just so confident. Well, you thought I he was going to smash it. That he had. You just thought he's going to tuck this away. Mm. Yeah. To be fair, this, yeah. the first one's got a greater increase, hasn't he? Than the, than yeah, the, the first, one. just about, but I, I just thought that was a harder finish, obviously, because it's a 7% chance yeah. rather than the big chance. But yeah, yeah, the first the first one was wider as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. It's got, I think, uh, Roti's right there, context of the game for there was 
was critical, wasn't it? He's just come on. It, we're down one nil, and yeah, he, he smashes that in. The whole place it goes quiet, and our fans go mental. And I think that's yeah. If he doesn't score that, he doesn't score second. We've talked about all yeah. the passes previous, though, but Mo Salah's pass for this one was unbelievable. He's played two of the best passes of the season in three games. That second one you're talking about, the pass yeah, the the one. Third, Nunes yeah. Is winner. yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah. Just waited so perfectly. But we've said we've said for a while, right? Having high quality players in in those little half spaces to make those type of balls is going to lead to better quality uh, chance players, mate. Right? Well, that's you've got Mo Salah in there. What? So you've got that you've got that chance against Chelsea, Phil, with uh, yeah. and he doesn't control it. No. Salah's pass d- means that he doesn't have to control it. No, he's no. waited so perfectly that all he has to do is concentrate on the finish. To be fair, Nunes just before that did have another poor touch with a chance. It was the first one. It was, it was the first one. Was, yeah, yeah. It was the first goal, that was the one from yeah. the Harvey that, ball over the top. Absolutely, yeah, but absolutely. that in itself caused their panic. Yeah, they, they were like, oh, and then they had to drop off, which allowed more allowed more space, more space. In the field, which allowed us to get the second balls. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's it just, just that effect. ability, just that ability of Darwin and Jota to stretch the pitch. Yeah, just the threat of them. Yeah, 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 and 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 a shout out to um, Neil Jones. Uh, um, he used to be at goal. I'm not quite sure where he, he was working these days, but he actually went into understat match logs on the weekend and printed out the shot maps of uh, and, and did a piece on on um, Darwin shooting from the right hand side. Um, I really, really, really nice work actually, showing he I think he had 21 shots from the sort of right hand section of the box last season um, between the um, and including ones just outside the box on the right as well. Uh, zero goals. And um, obviously, the, the, then James Pierce came out and said that there's been some kind of technical work being done at um, at Kirby about you know to improve his, his shot, you know his calmness. I think was the phrase, his calmness when shooting, so he didn't snatch it. But let's see, let's see how these things play out because yeah. they were two absolutely stonking finishes. They were, but I'd just like to uh, I'd like to defend the analytics community with that and say that well, you know, great that Jerno is willing to look into the data, but that's garbage. He is just not good analysis. <laughs> he, he had 13 chances from there, and the average chance quality was 0.9 percent. Outside the right hand post, and so he should have. What you're saying is he should have scored one. He should have scored one, maybe. Uh, but I actually, I could look at the HD two he made from there, which was probably low, to be fair. Um, but it, like, we don't know. Well, most of them are off target, so it's there. zero. Sure. Um, yeah. That's what yeah, happens from, from yeah. if you're shoot if you're shooting with your hair on fire from outside the right hand post with your right foot. It's really hard to score. Um, most of his big chances came from right in front of the goal or down the left. And and he had he had a, yes. only his second big chance ever from the right hand side of the goal, and he scored it his second goal. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. great. Yeah. So it's not it's not apples to apples comparison. Is what that's all I'm saying. Can I, can I just uh, just say it, Neil Jones has got his Substack blog now. That's where he's working, Dan. Ah, right, okay. okay. Freelancing. It's worth doing as well. He's really good. He is good. He does, he does all sorts of stuff, but I don't mind journalists trying some uh, stat stuff, even though, you know, sometimes I get it wrong, but it's good that they're trying it now. Every little helps, Rosie. Absolutely. Uh, Sam put Sam created a, a great little uh, data um, article today, which he does. I think nobody else does, like, data-driven um 
journalism uh like sam uh like re- on the regular like he does yeah, yeah, and yeah. he did exactly the same stuff with much more context yeah. excellent well, I, think, well, I think we can all agree well say yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think what we're what we all want to see is that this is liftoff this is the new dawn yes that's what from for darwin nunez Oh, absolutely. But the, the yeah. key question, and I'm sure I'll be editing some articles about it in the coming days, um, does he start against Villa? No. No, I don't think he does. I think he does. No. Uh, does, does Cody Gagpo start against Aston Villa? Yeah. Probably. Hopefully not. I, I, I agree with both those things. <laughs> so do if, I, actually. If, if it's me picking him now, if it's caught, yes. See, I, 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 I'd start doing this, but honestly, but I watched we, Villa, we, Villa we are, in this conversation. We're talking about creating solidity, and then we're oh, we're yeah. also talking about putting the guy in that makes us the least stable. Yeah, don't listen. Yeah, to, definitely. My emotional stuff. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, yeah. So, so just go halfway house. Play, play Jota. Yeah, but that that's who I, I would pick Jota. But then I've said that from the off. I'd play Jota down the middle. Um, especially at home. I think that's correct. Anyway, we because Jota can press we shall see. and we've seen Gakpo in this game. He was he was effective in his pressing, if not on the ball. Yes. Yeah, and Jota. weirdly, weirdly in this in we are facing the uh, Klopp's facing the opposite of Eddie Howe. Emery's yeah. very yeah. Emery's beating with tactical nemesis. Yeah, we we need to watch out for the McGinn's ball to um, oh, the striker whose name's just escaped me. Watkins, Watkins, and then on the other side, that new signing, Diaby. Diaby, he was Diaby. phenomenal against Burnley. Yeah. I watched it as like a scouting thing. I took a lot of notes. Yeah, he was just so good. And remember, remember from last season, Emery was the first coach to react to the WM last season and by sticking Jacob J- J- Ramsey on uh, on Trent in marking him basically. And yeah. shutting him down. So, yeah, fun. No, Emery's fun times really, ahead. Emery is a really good manager. Right. Really good. At least um, we'll have 11 players, Dan. Yes, we were going to talk about the pet podcast, but we've done far too long on this already. Well, so maybe. We'll have... I just I just had an idea. Maybe we're so used to playing with 10. When we actually play with 10, when somebody gets sent off, it feels more comfortable. Oh, no. Don't want to see it again. We just rotate the squad and volunteer to get players sent off. Yeah, <laughs> game. There's probably a spot fix in charge in there somewhere if you do that. <laughs> right. Thank you, Sai. Thank you, Bartz. And thank you, Rhodesy. We will be back next Monday to for the Villa game. Until then, up the fucking Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. 
It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.